It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Take your Bibles once again, if you would, turn to the book of Romans, Romans in chapter 5. We're going to continue our thought and just kind of finish out this week on this thing of justification. We may touch on it just a little bit next week. We'll see how the Lord guides with that. But, However, we said several things about justification, what it brings in our life. And we started dealing some with that yesterday. And we'll quickly just mention several things, and then I want to read just a little bit more to you from the this chapter here. Let's just go ahead and begin reading, though, in verse 1. It says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners... Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. And not only so, but we also joy in God, through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. So yesterday we began dealing with this passage a little bit, and we started talking about the things justification gives us in our life. And see, when we got saved, there's so much more to salvation than we ever realized. Honestly, when I got saved, I was five years old. I was only looking, I knew that if I died, or if Christ came back that day, I knew that I would not go to heaven with Him. And that's all I knew, and I wanted to go to heaven. And I accepted Him because of that. But then, since I've been saved, I've realized so much more that I got. And I'm thankful for it. Many Christians, I'm afraid, we we don't really understand what all we've got and what all it it should be doing in our life when we accepted Christ. The first thing we, we brought out is this peace. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God, where once there was only wrath and fear because we we rightly should have been afraid of the judgment and the righteous wrath of God. Now that I've been justified, now that there's no sin on my account, there, there's no need to fear anymore. I have peace with God. We are on good terms, finally. Then we, we see in verse number two, we've been given access to God. This access, it means access in prayer, and I think it's it's probably First Peter. I think I said it was James yesterday. I believe it's First Peter. It talks about us having access 
to, to go into the Holy of Holies, and or Hebrews speaks of that, and then First Peter says we have access to to the throne room of God that we can obtain mercy to find grace to help in time of need and thank God for that access and if we're not as Christians availing ourselves of that then then we're showing how ignorant we are spiritually but then it goes more than that it says we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God one day I know I'm going to see God one day I'm going to get to be in the glory of God and I can't wait for that it's given me a hope that most this world can't once they desire but they have it. They haven't found it. There is no hope outside of Christ. A man may hope to have a lot of money when he when, when he gets older. He may hope to, to find himself sitting good financially or have a house or have a good family, but what about when you die? What's after death? And if we lose everything at death and we do, then what's the purpose of life? Isn't it just a waste? Except that God has made this life an opportunity for us to invest in eternity. And what we do here on this earth determines what we'll receive there in eternity. If you re accept Christ, you've got heaven. If you serve Him, there's rewards to be given. If you reject Christ, the only thing in eternity that you have forward to look for is a lake of fire and the judgment and wrath of the Almighty God and eternal, permanent separation from God in that lake of fire. My friend, I want you to have hope. I want you to know that you know that you know that when you die, you will go to heaven when you die. If you are not absolutely sure of that, then you need to nail that down. Then we said in, in verse number 3 through 5, or 3 through 4, really, we see this thing of a glory in trials. The Christian has, is able, because of the justification of God, we're able to begin growing in God, and we're able to, to go through trials and hardships with a totally different mindset and a totally different outcome, knowing that God's working it out for our good. Then he goes on in verse number 5, Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Man, as believers, as people that have been justified, now where we once faced the wrath of God, now we get to experience the love of God. You know what makes the love of God so great? Is that His wrath on our sin was so great. But when His wrath was so great, and that judgment must be paid, and, and God's a just God, He can't allow sin to get by unpunished. But He, knowing our state, knowing we couldn't deliver ourselves, loved us so much that He sent His only begotten Son to die in our stead, to take our offenses upon Himself, and to pay the penalty with His own blood. To make Him just and the justifier of every ungodly person. And He can do that. It's not... Something that he's done that's unfair or unjust, it's totally just. He paid the penalty so that when he gave us pardon, justice still had been served over that sin, and it was paid for in his own blood and made him or gave him the right to, to justify us freely because he paid it all. Think on these verses. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. 
We've dealt with this so much this week, but we have no strength to restore our relationship with God. We have no strength to get to God. Outside of Christ's work, it would be impossible. Physically, spiritually, in every way you want to think about it, there was no way that we could restore the break that we had with God. But Christ, when we were without strength, died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. There's been people that have sacrificed their life to save somebody else from being hit by a car. There's been military people and our patriots at the beginning of the founding of this nation that paid in their blood, by their blood, for our freedom. They died that we might live. They died that we might be free. And we glorify that. We magnify them. That's the highest moral, uh, I don't know exactly the word to put to it, but the highest moral state maybe we could say we could get when another man is willing to pay for it by his own blood to save another man. But yet Christ, God commendeth his love toward us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Us. Romans or, or chapter 5 and verse 10 here goes to say, For if when we were the enemies, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Listen, we were the enemies of God. Sin made us the enemies of God. And the flesh, the natural man, wants nothing to do with God. He wants to live in his own sin and doesn't have to want to think about God at all. He wants his own way. He wants to live his own will. But God, knowing that we needed a way to be saved, God, knowing that we could not restore and reconcile ourselves to God, God knew we couldn't restore that relationship. God knew we couldn't revive that dead spirit on the inside of us, made a way that we could have, through Christ, reconciliation with the Father. In other words, he restored that relationship that was broken at, at where Adam fell. Where Adam and Eve fell, that relationship was broken. Where Christ died for our sins, that relationship was now restored. And now we can have fellowship with the Father. Where sin brought death, where sin brought separation from God, Christ's sacrifice on the cross restored that relationship with God and made us a way to get to the Father, gave us access to the Holy of Holies. And now we are saved through Him, saved from God's wrath, restored to the Father, able to have fellowship with the Father. He loved us that much that He was willing while we were yet His enemies, while we yet hated God, He died in our place. He died for us. He took a risk on us, so to speak. He doesn't force us to accept Him. He died, He paid for us with His blood so that He could offer us a free gift, but if you choose to reject it, it is your choice. It's been said, God doesn't send anybody to hell. God won't send anybody to the lake of fire. Not directly. You choose to go there. God didn't create it for you. God created it for Satan and his angels. It was the place of the judgment and wrath of God. But God did not intend for mankind to be on the receiving end of that. But mankind chose that when they chose to sin rather than obey God. And when you choose to reject God today, 
and say, you know what, I know he died for my sin, I know he died in my place, and I know that if I don't accept him, I'll die one day and go to hell. But you know, I just want to have a little bit more fun right now. Listen, you are choosing voluntarily to reject the love of God and to accept all the wrath of God that you deserve. And my friend, you will receive it. In this life, we have a small window of time, a small chance to receive Christ and to live for Him. This is your only chance. This is your only hope in this life. You can reject God to a point where He says, You know what? Fine, have it your way. I'm done. You'll never have an opportunity to be saved again. You can push it off, push it off, push it off, and one day you'll push it off too late, and your death date will come, and you don't know when that is. When you die, there will be no more opportunity for you to accept the free gift of God of salvation. See, through this justification, we receive the love of God. We receive the salvation from wrath. It, it references in verse number 5, the Holy Ghost on the inside of us, shedding abroad in us that love of, of God. We receive the earnest, or the down payment, so to speak, of the promise of God, which is the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. We don't have to live according to sin. We have a spiritual nature on the inside of us now. And now, because of Christ's death, we are brought into fellowship with God to where we can joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Everything we're given here in these first 11 verses that we see, it's all through Christ. It's all through His blood. If He hadn't shed His blood, there would be no way for us to have access to God. But now we have the ability to have a relationship and to have fellowship with Christ. And if we as Christians neglect that fellowship, we're, we're showing ourselves to be fools. God wants us to fellowship with Him. God loves you. God wants a relationship with you. God wants to fellowship with you. And you ought to be willing to give Him time from your day. He, he gave it all to you to start with. My friend, if you've never accepted Christ, the Bible says, Behold, now is accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And all that you need to do is put your full faith and trust in Christ's finished work at Calvary. And His word cannot lie. And you can be justified before God. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email Back to the Book Broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.